You're listening to today's inspirational message on pursuing God with Gene Apple. Here's Gene. Hey, thanks for joining me on this Thursday. The weekend is getting close and I'm really excited uh, to kick off a new series at Eastside this weekend. And I can't think of a person that doesn't need this series. I've titled it Balancing Life's Demands. And in a world where we're just moving faster and faster and faster, I want to start this weekend talking about what speed can't do. And trust me, you need this message. I need this message. All our campus locations and times can be found at eastside.com. These past few days, we've been learning from an eyewitness account from the book of John how Jesus wrote a better story in the life of a man named Nicodemus. Nicodemus was an affluent, academic, religious man who appeared to have it all together. But inside, he had this gnawing sense that something was missing. You see, back in his time, religion had kind of become completely externalized. And for years, Nicodemus had been keeping a million little diddly rules and laws. And he thought that those were going to be his path into the kingdom of heaven. But he comes to Jesus this one night with a heart that was unsettled. He knew there had to be something more than, you know, try a little harder, run a little faster, give a little more. And maybe that'll be enough. Because that's what religion does to you. It gets you running and running. There's no finish line in sight. Yeah, like you have no idea if you run far enough or fast enough. So you either run so hard that it about kills you or you just give up and walk away. I think Nicodemus was tired of running. I think he was growing weary of pretending to know God when he really didn't. And Jesus knew that. So he, he goes with this you're an Old Testament professor approach by going back to a story Nicodemus was familiar with. And he's genuinely trying to reach this guy in a way that Nicodemus can understand. So Jesus says to him, this is recorded in John 3, beginning in verse 13, no one's ever gone to heaven and returned, but the son of man, that was a term Jesus used to describe himself, has come down from heaven. And as Moses lifted up the bronze snake on a pole in the wilderness, so the son of man must be lifted up so that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. He says, listen, Nicodemus, if you recall, I mean, uh, this reference, it's from the Old Testament book of Numbers when the people of God had left Egypt and were in the desert and they had turned their back on God for like the hundredth time. They had flaunted their rebellion in his face, taken his goodness for granted for the hundredth time. And as a real attention getter, God sent all these snakes. And they were probably like Harrison Ford, you know. (laughs) Why did it have to be snakes? You remember the story, right? Nicodemus, Jesus is communicating. You probably even taught it in one of your classes. Do, do, Do you remember how God instructed Moses to lift up a bronze snake on a pole and told him, anyone who is bitten can look at it and live Jesus was saying, Nicodemus, there's coming a day very soon when I will be lifted up on a pole, on a cross, and anyone and everyone who looks to me will live. They'll not only be saved from the snake bite of sin, but they will live forever. And just to make sure Nicodemus really understands this, Jesus puts his hands on his shoulder, leans in, and says probably the most famous words of the Bible, John 3, 16, for God 
so loved the world that he gave his one and only son so that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. On that dark night, Jesus gave him and us the words of life. You know, value is determined by what somebody is willing to pay for something. And Jesus said, God loves you so much, he will pay with the life of his only son for you. I hope you'll join me tomorrow and we're going to conclude this story and wrap it up and apply it to our lives. God, I thank you for these amazing words that you love us so much. You gave your son for us. They're words that are familiar, but words that we need to hear because we always seek to try to find our value, our worth and something else, trying to prove our worth, sometimes with our net worth when you've already valued our self-worth by giving your son for us. God, thank you that when Jesus is lifted up, he brings life. He saves people. He saves us. You're a great God. Thank you for these life-changing truths. Be with us today, God. Thank you that you are there and may we live with an awareness of your presence. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Catch you tomorrow.